Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. In the last year, I've basically been doing sermons that are inspired from the divine in all, uh, all kinds of ways, all times and uh, situations throughout my day. Uh, he leads my life, so I put a pause on whatever I'm doing. He whispers to me the topic, and then I start talking to you. And uh, sometimes I share music on the show that I create that he inspires through me to help spread uh, his love for you if you struggle with depression, depressed state, or you're going through a difficult season, or you know someone that does. Um, I was reviewing my previous episode, and you might hear some crunkling, crunching, crunkling, I don't even think that's a word, crunching of, I don't know what these things are, they look like acorns, uh, you might hear some birds chirping in the back, because I am, I'm doing a therapeutic walk, uh, there's this thing called walking meditation, and, uh, you can multitask, if you're an entrepreneur, you might hear gunshots in the background, because, uh, I'm close to a, a military base, and also out in the country, there's a lot of a lot of right-wing people that love the uh, Second Amendment, right, to bear arms. Yeah, so you might hear that in the background. I just heard something that sounded like a, I don't know, rifle or something. I don't know. Uh, and uh, as I was reviewing, as I was reviewing uh, the latest episode that I just released, he whispered to me the topic. And in our household, if I didn't say it out loud, we worship the Holy Spirit, the Father of all of us, and His Son, Jesus Christ. And uh, the, the topic is, be like the king. So the first thing that came to mind when he whispered that to me was to make sure that I clarify who, which king I'm talking about. And I'm talking about the king of the world, Jesus Christ. He came down on the earth thousands of years ago. And he lived a perfect life. He showed us what's most important. He was the ultimate role model from the Father. He was born of a virgin because the Holy Spirit impregnated his mother. Um, many religious leaders believed that she was in her teens when she was impregnated because back then I think the life expectancy wasn't uh, too long. She was engaged to be married. Back then, it was very strict about keeping your, um, your body holy. And she was engaged to be married to Joseph, who was actually um, in the bloodline of King David. He, Jesus, was birthed without the impregnation from Joseph. It was a holy inception. First ever and only time ever in history that the Holy Spirit impregnated a woman, Mary. Everything about his life was miracle after miracle. He was teaching when he was, I think, 12 or 13. He was teaching in the synagogue. His parents were worried about him because I imagine there was child abductions back then too. 
They were sacrificing kids back then. If you read uh, Jeremiah 19.5 before Jesus came on the earth, it talks about that and the sheer poles and sacrifices were made and they prostituted their somebodies to their gods. He was missing for, I think, three or four days and they looked all over for him and they finally found him in the temple. And they said, where have you been? We've been worried about you. He, he said, I'm paraphrasing this, of course. He said, well, I've been in my father's house. He knew. He knew about the scriptures. He was teaching the religious leaders as a teenager or as a preteen. Because when you are of the father, which he was and is, he's the son of God. He had the knowing within him. He had everything within him. Now, he lived a perfect life. And none of us are perfect. But if we choose to be like him, if we choose to love our enemies, to pray and bless, for, bless others, choose to be kind, right? All of the fruit of the Spirit is evident in his children. Not to be braggadocious about our religious belief systems, but to do it in our actions. Because all of us on our death day will speak to our maker. And everything that we've chosen to do or chosen not to do on this earth will be accounted for. And we will have crowns of victory if we choose to stay close to him as best as possible. Be like the king. The religious leaders didn't want to believe that he was the Messiah. For the longest time, people tried to trip him up or slandering his name, all kinds of things. <clears throat> because he was creating miracle after miracle, he read people's minds, he removed demonic spirits out of humans and put them into the pigs. And then the pigs flew or flew. The, the pigs, um, you know, ran away and the town was afraid of him because he took their livelihood away. They were using the pigs as part of their business. But it's like, well, people are going to complain no matter what. He removed demonic spirits out of human beings that were being pure and evil. Demonic spirits are real. They're still on this earth today. They have to go somewhere. They either are in human beings or they're in animals. And if you have a personal relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit lives within you, you have the power to remove demonic spirits out of people. What I believe has happened in the last thousands of years, we've separated so much from what the Father truly desires for us that we've gotten legalistic with medical terminologies and they've gotten a lot of money and they're the most powerful people. The banks and the medical sector, pharma, oh yeah. And so they've labeled people that, I believe in mental illness, I believe in diagnoses, but there's also the spiritual factors. If they can get you to believe that Jesus Christ wasn't real, that God isn't real, that you have mental illness, they can shove pills down your throat that can increase your likelihood of suicidal ideations and kill you off. And then they'll just blame you. Believe me, I know because I've been there. And they did that to me when I was 14. The doctor 
handed me pills when I asked for alternative options. I was very wise in my teenage years. And there were options available. I was experiencing PTSD because my abuser was coming back to the house after getting kicked out of the military. I was experiencing a high level of transition and my mom had started working and people were talking trash about me at school and and as a teenager my hormonal regulations were changing right as kids grow and all those things and the doctor didn't listen to me and he lied to my parents and integrity is number one for me honesty integrity my father taught me at very young age to say what I mean and mean what I say And when that doctor told my parents she agreed to try this for 90 days, I was so withdrawn and depressed, but I didn't forget about honesty. And so I told my parents in the car. I said, Mom, he lied to you. I said, what do you mean? I had the hardest time just getting the words out. I said, Mom, I asked him for alternative options, and then he told you guys that I agreed to try the pills. She said, okay, and she listened to me. And we never went back to that doctor. We were customers. I should say, she. She was the customer. She was the one paying the bills. She and my dad, they shared everything for 21 years. One decision. He lost his reputation in one decision. She said, try the pills for two days. And if you don't like it, then we'll we'll throw them down the toilet. I was like, all right, cool. And, uh... I was still struggling. I was I was going through a lot of transitions. And they didn't know about PTSD back then. And we didn't have a talkative household. They didn't talk about therapy. Getting uh, Finally, finally, mom was having conversations with her sisters and siblings. and I mean, her, you know, sisters and probably church members and all that. Everybody was praying about me and worried about me. And nobody wanted to talk to me. Everybody was so afraid because they didn't know how to talk to me because I was so withdrawn and the school was getting attention. I had talked to the principal about not knowing what was wrong with me. I was experiencing PTSD and suicidal ideations are normal when you experience PTSD. And I was never listened to and they covered up the behaviors of my abuser. My mother covered up his behaviors. I think she felt a lot of shame because that was her oldest child and she was a new parent. That was her first time ever parenting. She way improved with my middle brother and me. Way improved. I love her. She did the best she could in a low-income area, in a high-crime area, and I was homeschooled. And all the white paper research showed that stereotypically I I was a stereotype. That's it. Homeschool kids, more likely to get abused in the house because they don't have the protective factors of organizations looking out to keep parents accountable. I was the stereotype. When I started going to public school, I started getting looked after because it is the job of school counselors. And my friends reached out and were worried about me. It was my friends that reached out and were checking in on me. It was the school counselor that was having me come in because I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was going through PTSD as a 14-year-old, and I've had to learn how to strengthen my resiliency myself 
through the years. I've gone through therapy. I've tried. Um, Escitalopram was really helpful in college after I had been raped from an army ranger. That was my boyfriend. It's very common to be raped from someone you know. And the more we talk about it, the more we reduce the stigma. He had lost half his platoon because they were in a country they weren't supposed to be in. And he wasn't allowed to talk to anybody about it. And what the white paper research shows is that men tend to go to sex, drugs, and alcohol. That's how they cope with their stress, their depression. That's what they do. Women, we talk to our girlfriends. That's how we cope with our stress. That is what the white paper research says, meta-analysis, meaning thousands, hundreds or thousands of research papers. In all age brackets, in all genders, all socioeconomic, everything. That's what we do. I chose to forgive this man, and I tried to move on. Just like I chose to forgive my eldest sibling, who was my abuser, because... I learned at a young age to not stand up for myself, to not speak up for myself, because when I did, I wasn't listened to. It was reinforced over and over. And now, now that I'm in this, this space of learning that you have to stop criminals from their activities, if you don't speak up for yourself, they will continue doing it and harming more people. Be like the king. Be like the king, Jesus Christ. Don't look for the faults in others. Pray for, your enemy. pray for your enemies, pray for those that hurt you, persecute you. If they persecute you in his namesake, consider it a blessing because you're on the right track to your destiny. I've been in a three-year competition and I won it back in 2018 because the Lord assigned it to me. And when the Lord assigns you something, it is yours. No one can take it. No one can steal it. It is yours. And I'm a descendant of King David. I come through the, through the bloodline of King David who slayed Goliath. And Jesus Christ was born in that bloodline. He was adopted into that bloodline to follow all of the um, prophecies. He was impregnated. His, his body was impregnated through the Holy Spirit in his mother Mary. And Joseph could have left her. He could have um, written the forms and said that she had defiled her body. But the Holy Spirit came upon Joseph and said, Fear not, I'm paraphrasing, Fear not, for your wife, she will be giving birth to the Messiah. You will name him Jesus. And he will save the world. It was so powerful for Joseph that he decided to break the rules of the customs of that time. It was a huge dishonor to defile your body back then. Women were stoned to death. Be like the king. He didn't sin one time. He lived to be, I believe, 36 years old. He didn't sin once. And they killed him in the most horrific way on the earth because he chose he chose to be obedient to what the father told him to do and to point everyone in the direction towards the father he encouraged us to help the poor 
he encouraged us to forgive and not not bring shame on women if they were prostitutes. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute and she wept at his feet because she knew he was the Messiah. She was in an area where they were forcing women into prostitution because the taxes were so high and the cost of living was unmanageable. She couldn't stay alive. She was forced into prostitution and he knew her heart and she wept at his feet and she dried his feet with her tears. And the people said, what a waste. She had poured um, perfume at a different time. Very expensive perfume that I think was valued at a year's salary. And they were like, what a waste. We could have sold that and, and helped feed the poor. And he said, the poor you will always have with you. She is preparing me for my burial. What she has done for me, I'm paraphrasing, of course. You can read it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm sure there's different versions of it. What she is doing for me is more honorable than what anybody has done for me. And he forgave her of her sins. He didn't judge her. Be like the king. Be like the king. I was forced. I was forced to do a prostitution act to stay alive in America in 2020. When the richest people in the world had paid to have me killed when I refused to join their cult because I love Jesus Christ. And all I've done is share my story, my truth of how he healed my mind of suicidal ideations and how I forgave my rapist, how I forgave my abuser in my childhood, how I forgave my mom for not speaking up for me and protecting me. I forgave everybody. That's it. I tell the truth. Be like the king. And I was forced from the top security man that protects President Biden, the president of the Blackwater Alumni Group. I was forced to do a prostitution act because there was 18,250 men and five women that were paid to slander my name because I had been entered into nominations for a mental health ambassador position in America. And they had been trying since 2018 to get me to join their satanic cult, the Epstein Island people. They tried to cover up their sins and they tried to make a new island on Maui. And I refused because I follow what the king says. The king of the world says to do is to not want. Thou shalt not want. I've been obedient to this calling that the Father has assigned me to do. And they have siphoned off my money. They forced me into homelessness three times or days away. As I record this episode, it is October 22nd, 2023. I have to move out of my temporary stay. On the 31st of October is my last day. I have zero income. I've had zero income since July 
8th other than emergency money that my mom sent to me. And I'm a veteran spouse in the top presidential security organization. I married the man that, that forced me into the Prostitution Act. Yeah, he sent me to Trump's team. I married his trainer, the best security man. And they forced us to separate last year when they tried to rig another election by also ruining Aaron Nicole Ministries by threatening my nonprofit business partner to disassociate from me and then they killed her mom. Be like Jesus. Don't be a killer. Choose love. It covers over all wrongs. And ladies, marry a warrior. Don't marry a wussy. I'm going to forgive the man on Biden's team. He was physically attracted to me. He was a married man and he offered to help me and he lied to me about me being married. He shouldn't have offered to help me. Men, if you're married, don't put yourself in situations to disrespect your wife. And if you are in the military and you're assigned a high level position and your leadership is trying to force you to disrespect your wife, you tell them, no, there's another way about this. You can shove this assignment up your ass. That's what he should have said, but instead, he was focused with his penis because he has an addiction, a sex addiction. Many men came to me over the last three years. Many men, many women, and I didn't tell a soul his name other than my dear former friend, business partner that was an active duty black female warrant officer, served over 20 years, and she helped me pick the dress out for the fake date he, he took me on. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he was married at that time. Wouldn't have wasted my time. He asked me to perform oral sex in public. April 2021, two months after I launched Air Nicole Ministries because they were trying to defile me and get it on camera because they were jealous that I started Air Nicole Ministries that the Lord assigned me to do. And they paid him over 800 to 850 acres to have me do it. I turned him down. He wasted my time. He disrespected me. And I didn't understand why, why he would do something like that until I realized, oh, he's the one that signed the contract. He wasn't providing me protections. He tried to use me as a spy, a regular citizen, tried to use me as a spy, an informant, to get information off of Trump's team. The man on Trump's team never told me who he worked for. He didn't need to. He wasn't braggadocious. He was humble. He was wise. He was a spiritual leader, and he loves the Father. He didn't have to help me. None of his boys had to help me. I didn't meet any of them. I'm assuming his boys. He told me boys, so I'm sure there's girls on the team too. Ladies, women, whatever. Warriors. True warriors. True patriots. Be like the king. I'm going to be meeting this person again that I haven't seen since that fake date he took me on. Since April 2021. And my husband and I are going to forgive him. But he's going to ask for forgiveness. And he's going to mean it to my husband. Because my husband trained him. And he knows better. He disrespected an elder in their organization. And he way underestimated me and my love and my commitment to my marriage.
They tried their best to destroy my marriage, to make it look like I just married him to win a contest. Nope. No. My parents were married for 40 years. And the only reason why they weren't married anymore is because my dad died. Yeah, I learned about loyalty from my parents. I was married once to a man that faked being a Christian. Yeah. Alcoholic and didn't get the help he needed. And as soon as he told me that God wasn't real and prayers were stupid, I left his ass. And in the last three years, people paid him to be involved as well. Or the CCP just hacked into his account and somehow, or hacked into Washington State uh, official government websites accounts and got my paperwork from my divorce decrees. Yeah, that he submitted during our divorce process that finalized in 2016. Yeah, because my social security card with my former married, first married last name was in my cloud device and I never uploaded it to the cloud. But my ex first husband's last, uh, his email was on the recovery account for Apple. Yeah, I've had to deal with a bunch of rich cyber liars, losers, cheaters. And I'm married the best top trained assassin in the world. And all of his warriors of light, yeah, they've been looking out for me for the last three years. Eos, motherfuckers. Eos. I love Jesus Christ and I'm in the bloodline through King David. And I got a sailor's mouth. The Father is working on that through me. I've had to deal with people that have just tried to kill off the competition. I don't compete with people that are sore losers. No. We kick those asses out. We kick those motherfucking asses out of the competition. Now, if y'all want to play nice and be like the king, we're going to sign a peace treaty. We're going to be siphoning off your money because uh, we have the evidence, thanks to uh, Trump's associations through satellite technologies that he purchased and through his warrior security team all over the world. We have all the evidence of all the crimes against the children of the world. Children are not for sale. So we're going to sign a peace treaty and y'all are going to have the opportunity to repent to the Father and come back to how Jesus Christ designed and desired us all to be in the world. You don't have to be a follower of Christ, but you're not going to be harming kids anymore. You can join us white hats. I ain't afraid of no bullies. I know the Father has a big turnaround for me very soon. Very soon. And uh, if I have to spend any time outside in my car, I know I can make it. They have drained my finances on purpose. This isn't the first time they've done it. No, I had to beg for emergency housing assistance last year after providing a free therapy experience in development. Was getting major leaders, major leaders to step up and say yes and do it for free. And then y'all tried to get me falsely arrested through pre-planned, targeted me, targeted my bank, and had me have a U.S. assigned person that I never knew, I never met before, 
you had this person reach out to me via text message personifying as a fake human being or maybe you just had a real human being you decided to target on the Republican Party team. And I never even identified as a Republican. And then you tried on purpose to get me involved and incriminate me in the January 6th scandal last year after I had 225000 on the invite list for free. And you sabotaged the free event for medical practitioners, both Eastern and Western medicine, that help our veterans and first responders improve in the treatment of people and patients with depression. I've had to deal with a bunch of cheaters, a bunch of rich cheaters. And you got caught. You got caught. So here's what we're going to do. If I am forced to sleep in my car for any amount of time, Father, what should the restitution be for that? Oh, he said $100 million U.S. dollars tax-free per minute that I have to sleep in my car. Wow, per minute? That's a lot. All right. So if this housing situation isn't figured out by November 1st, if you haven't fixed my money situation, paid all my bills, and gotten me this meeting, signed contracts, and re- reunited me to my husband by November 1st, then every, is it starting now or starting on November 1st? Ah, when I'm sleeping in my car, for every minute I have to sleep in my car and don't have a physical address. 100 million US dollars tax-free every single minute. You're disrespecting me as a veteran spouse. I give zero fucks if you're going to pretend and try and cover it up again and again and again. Now, I married the most fierce trained assassin and he asked to retire last year. And y'all tried to kill me and my husband on American soil, denying him of his rights to retire, denying our religious freedom rights, Deuteronomy 24.5 motherfuckers, Ezekiel 24, I believe 17, forcing everybody to wear masks. To cover our lower part of our faces. That's against our religious freedom rights. No, we will not be shutting down America again. No, you will not be able to lie and project fear in the media again. We don't believe you, Biden, and all the traitors of the deep state Illuminati. I am Erin Nicole. I am the global mental health ambassador. You lost. I am the chief spiritual officer of America, first in history. You will respect me. You will respect all veteran spouses. And nobody, nobody's going to live in fear anymore on American soil. If they do, that's their choice. You're going to fix this situation. And you're going to pay for all the forced fear. Cortisol released in my body. Expanding my waistline. And increasing my risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. Freedoms aren't free. I can't wait to give 90% of my income away to the poor when I'm 40 years old for the rest of my life with my husband by my side. My husband gets to retire. No one's going to mess with us. No one's going to target us. No one's going to illegally trace our location, committing treason on American soil. Democratic, Republican Party, y'all need to figure out how to get along. You're embarrassing America. You're embarrassing us to all major nations. Trump will get back in office. It was a rigged election in 2020. He will be put in office before the end of this month. Mark my words. Mark my words. The entire Blackwater alumni group signed an illegal three-year contract, and the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. 
I could easily get all of you killed for treason. Then we could just start fresh with more people. But I don't desire that because I, I'm like the king. I am being like the king of the world, Jesus Christ. And I'm choosing love. And we're going to cover over all these wrongs. We're going to forgive each other. The top black hats, money-making, nasty people that have been harming kids. You're going to sign a peace treaty and you're not going to do it anymore. Those are the people that are going to be in this meeting. You reach out to my husband. I have about $200 cash left with two maxed credit cards. And y'all lied to my mother and told her that I never married my husband last year. So she doesn't even want to send me emergency money anymore because she thinks I've gone mentally insane. Because y'all are a bunch of liars. And I have the receipt of our marriage certificate. EOS, motherfuckers. Y'all, every single political party tried to rig it to have somebody else win, but the Lord assigned it to me, motherfuckers. And my husband is the most fierce trained assassin. And he gave up that life decades before I met him. He repented of the Father, and you denied him of his religious freedom rights and his right to retire. Y'all work for me now. This meeting will take place. And you're all going to be very nice to my mother, who you've caused fear in, early onset dementia, Alzheimer's in. And you're going to pay her a lot of money, tax-free. A lot. Anything else, Father? Father wants me to remind you that anything we ask in his name, he will give it to us. Anything. I didn't ask for this assignment. I asked him, which is something that Oprah Winfrey says in a lot of her videos. I didn't ask him for anything. I said, Father, in 2018, how can you use my pain for your purpose? What is the plan you have designed for me? And that is when he opened up the heavens and showed me the three pillars of Move Happy, told me to change business names, and started revealing to me gifts of prophecy, which are extremely valuable because I've chosen love. I've chosen to be obedient and I've given my best everywhere I am sent. My very best, like that old woman giving the two talents and the tithes to the church. My parents taught me to tithe at a young age. I was so excited to tithe. And my grandmother on my dad's side, who was a retired RN, she passed away. She became a missionary in her final uh, years of retirement. She never imagined she would become a missionary, but she did. She was obedient. And any time I would visit her and stay at grandma's house, I would be so excited to be able to tithe of my own monies because my dad encouraged me to get a job, two jobs. I owned a business and we had a paper route when I was nine years old. And every single Sunday, I would give 10% of my earnings. And he has blessed me with that for being honorable with the little. If we are honorable with the small, he will give us greater and greater opportunities. We're always being tested. We're always being tested. And he assigned me a very big life mission. It has drawn people from all faith systems, all ages, all socioeconomic statuses. It has drawn so many people. It has also drawn this evil, 
evil Illuminati cult to try their best to get me to join their group because they know how valuable my spiritual gifts are. And I refused. They tried to get me to prostitute myself on camera when I refused to join their cult because they couldn't come near me when I spoke the name of Jesus Christ as the King of the world of whom I worship, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit lives and breathes inside me and He could breathe inside you as well. Yahweh is inhale, exhale. He breathes in every breath I have and every breath, every breath in and out. Everything. He is my everything. I fear nothing. If I am to sleep in my car for every minute, I am to sleep in my car November 1st forward. He will be compensating me a lot of money. A lot of money. Because I am a descendant of King David. I am in the bloodline through Joseph, through Jesus Christ, who was adopted into the bloodline. You royally disrespected me and my husband last year. I fear nothing. Thou shalt not want. I didn't want this assignment. The Father ordered it for me, and I am obedient. This is a lifetime assignment, a history-making assignment, and he can have a history-making assignment sent to you as well if you choose love, for it is the most powerful force in the whole world. Bow your heads and repeat after me if you don't have a relationship with him yet and you desire to. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your gift of salvation. I cannot earn it or buy it. You give it freely to those who believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I make mistakes, but I don't desire to. Please come into my heart and never leave my side. I pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged in to a Bible-based church and you want to keep God first place. And you ask, Father, Uruguay and Venezuela send them emergency money, he says. To the embassies? Yes. Okay, so if you have uh, money and you'd like to tithe to um, the U.S. embassies for Uruguay and what was the other country? whatever I said um, uh, send it send how, however you can send it check or maybe they have a website you can donate I don't know call them up and uh, tell them that you heard about it on the Move Happy Movement podcast that the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart through my mouth through Aaron Nicole Ministries our nonprofit arm for veterans and first responders. We partner we partner with every major nation. I married into this organization, the top security teams that protect all major nations. We are the White Hats. The White Hats are those that do not harm children, make good decisions, are honorable to their wives, keep their 
oaths that they swear uh, to their nations and uh, treat women, widows, disabled, elderly with respect. Anything else, Father? He said, sing it with vigor and pizzazz. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time. Oh, and this show gets shut off on the 24th, two days from today, if monies aren't fixed ASAP.